Hey mama, I want to invite you to something. I am hosting a free anger management bootcamp on the podcast, May 13th through the 17th. Monday through Friday, there will be a new episode released teaching you where anger comes from and what goes on in your brain when you feel intense feelings, how to lower your stress and increase capacity levels as a mom, how to shift your mindset to align your actions with the mom that you want to be, and how to break generational anger patterns. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a day and sign up using the link in the show notes so you can get access to the episodes as soon as they drop and an email summary of the daily trainings, as well as access to a live Q&A call on the last day of the bootcamp. Invite one or three of your mama friends so they can learn how to manage their emotions well too. Link to sign up is in the show notes. I can't wait to see you in there. Let's get back into this podcast episode. Hello, my beautiful friend. Today, we'll be talking about what to do when you are overstimulated as a mom. I'm pretty sure you've been there, especially if you have multiple kids. When you're completely dutched out, you just need a moment to yourself. It just, everything feels like too much. The noise, the chaos, everything. And we'll be talking about what to do in those moments because I know they happen and they will happen to you if you are a mom, especially if you have multiple kids. It's just no way around it. It's going to happen. If you have ADHD, it's even more common. If you're a highly sensitive person like me, it is very common. So this is going to be a really great episode for you and that you can even share with your friends. If you know of a mom who has ADHD or is highly sensitive person, this would be a great episode for her to listen to. Before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you that I have a great resource for you. In the show notes, you can sign up for five ways to calm down when you're feeling triggered and that's going to lead you to sign up for my email list and it's a really great place to be because I send out weekly emails of encouragement and tips and just things going on behind the scenes in my life so I think you will find it super helpful and you get that free resource as well. The link is in the bottom of the show notes so go grab that five ways to calm down when you're feeling triggered. Let's get into this episode. So what do you do when you're overstimulated as a mom? So let's first figure out what is overstimulation. So overstimulation is like sensory overwhelm. You have more experiences or sensations or noises that you can cope with in that moment. It just feels like too much input, too much is happening around you. So for moms, oftentimes that happens is when they feel touched out. Everybody is needing me and wanting me and needing something from me and pulling at me, especially with little kids. And then for me, it gets more than anything is the sensory overwhelm with noise. My boys are loud period. I have three boys, 11, eight, and six at this, at this time of recording. And then as they get older, if you have older boys, you will know it's like they start to create these annoying noises that just keep themselves entertained and they will just go and repeat. And it's super, super annoying and they're loud. And when I am not feeling well, I get really frustrated easily with all that noise. So that is kind of like how it shows up as moms for moms. And like, how does it affect us? And I already touched on that a little bit when 
how it affects me. It causes a lot of irritation for me, but it, it comes out in behavior. Typically for moms, you feel very uncomfortable, just this inner discomfort, irritability, agitation, maybe even sometimes anxiety, overwhelm, like tension. And if that continues, 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 and we'll talk about taking a break. If that simulation keeps coming and coming and then the phone rings and then and then like the TV's on and the kids are screaming and all of that, that will lead to anger. And not because you're a bad mom, not because you're a bad Christian, you literally, your nervous system is completely overwhelmed and overloaded with stimulation and it will contribute to lashing out in anger. And that's why I teach this. Actually, one of the lessons in my coaching program is how to reduce overstimulation and we do some practical things to set you up for success and i'll be teaching some of them today but i teach you how to do things proactively so you have less moments of that because they're still going to happen and then i teach you things to do in the moment as well so one of the things i heard a while back and i'm like i totally relate you know there's this book that's called five love languages it's like super you know, known and it's specifically was first originally made for marriage and the five love languages are words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, gifts, and acts of service. And I heard this, like, I think it was like a meme or something I saw a long time ago on Instagram. And it was like, when you become a parent, you have two more love languages. It is silence and sleep. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can totally relate with that. But I feel like as I've gotten older, I've recognized that I am a highly sensitive person and I get overwhelmed and overstimulated quickly, which means I need extra time of silence to decompress and to help myself and support myself. So number one thing, if you notice that you get overstimulated quickly and there's too much sensory input, you get overwhelmed with your babies, with your kiddos, with um, just other people around you, number one thing is you have to, have to, have to, have to proactively create silence in your day so then you can increase your window of tolerance. What am I talking about here? So when I first started creating a morning routine, when I had three kids at that time, I would get up in the mornings before my kids and I would use that time to read the Bible, to journal, to literally sit there in silence. I would do some meditations or lay on the floor with my feet up the wall for literally like three to five minutes, not long at all, and complete silence and just taking deep breaths. And I did that proactively, regularly every day. That increased my window of tolerance throughout the day, how much I was able to handle with overstimulation with three young boys, with the noise they would make, the sounds that they were making, and just things not going my way, but proactive silence. And I'm talking about like something that involves like deep breathing, maybe journaling, um, reading the Bible, praying. It's like it's so decompressing to your nervous system. It calms your um, stress levels. It calms them down. It lowers your cortisol, proactively creating silence. I would encourage you to do it in the mornings. That is kind of the way I teach and my coaching program is if at all possible, if your kids are sleeping through the night and you're not like working night shifts or something like that to get up in the mornings. 
I know I'm not a morning person. I know you probably are not either, but is it serving you to sleep in until the last minute with your kids? Probably not. That would be my encouragement is to create silence proactively in your day, every day, as much as you can help it. So then you can have more window of tolerance, how much you can handle with input and sensory input throughout the day. I promise you, you will notice a significant change. Number two, what do you do in the heat of the moment? Like when you're feeling overwhelmed, you have the sensory overwhelm, everything feels like too much. And I've experienced it this, this week a couple times because my kids are home all week. They are obviously at home with the summer break and my husband's working during the day. The kids are home with me. And I remember one of the evenings he got home and I just finished making dinner and everything was just like all the noise, the kids, the chaos. It just, you have chaos when you have kids, like there's no way around it. There's some sort of level of chaos. And I had to take a break. I just said, Hey, I need to take a break. I need to go like have a moment to myself. And you, if you feel like that, you feel that, that agitation, frustration kind of building up. The best thing you can do is communicate needing a break and leave that space that was creating the overstimulation if possible, go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom and then, and then I went and I laid on my bed and I closed my eyes and I just laid there still for like five minutes, not very long. And I had no sensory input. I just closed my eyes. Sometimes I imagine myself like floating in water on the beach with sunshine on my face and just like taking some deep breaths. But literally I just laid there for five minutes and had no stimulation, no input for five minutes. And I felt so much better when I came out. So the key with this is removing yourself from the stimulating environment and then having no input. So do not take your phone with you. Absolutely do not take your phone with you because your phone is so tempting. You're gonna wanna scroll you're going to want to open Instagram or social media and just escape the discomfort feeling of overstimulation, but your phone is actually giving you even more stimulation and is not going to help you decompress and actually calm the nervous system. It's going to actually add to it. When you go back, you might feel a little bit better for a moment because it gave you the dopamine hit, but it's not actually going to help you in the long run to calm the nervous system. If you have little kids, so I have a daughter who's almost two. And when I would have little kids, tiny, tiny ones, sometimes if you need to go put them in the crib, it's okay. If they cry for a little bit, they're going to be fine. It's so much better than you getting so overstimulated to the point where you want to hurt them. Go let it. It's okay. Go put them in the crib. They're safe over there. Uh, with the other kiddos, depending on the ages, sometimes you can ask them to go play outside. Sometimes you can have them go in the basement. Sometimes I would just literally turn on some screens for them. For my own sanity. Not for them, but for my own sanity. So then I can have that moment to myself. Right now, my toddler, I will usually put her in a high chair, give her some snacks and turn on an iPad for her so uh, I can have that moment to myself. If my husband is home, I tap out and say, hey, could you take over with the kids? I need a moment to myself. So I create that space for myself. Now I tell you again, and I come back to this so often with you guys. If you have such a busy lifestyle where you constantly go, go, go on the go, like you don't have an evening off, like 
you will feel overstimulated and overwhelmed often and stressed out. And you don't have the space in your time and your days to create this pocket of time to decompress. That's why it's so important to delete things out of your life that are not serving you, to let go of those commitments and sometimes say no to things that are even good. So then you can create the space for yourself. So then you can show up as a mom that you want to be for your kids. Okay. So number three, regular alone time to decompress. So this is, this could be, you know, the, you know, as the first one proactively, but I would say for me, midday, I need a moment to myself midday. If I go grocery shopping, we come home, I put the groceries away. I need like 10, 15 minutes to decompress. Okay. I sometimes go lay down on the bed. Sometimes I scroll on my phone, not always, but like sometimes I need that moment to just be by myself to decompress. Uh, sometimes I take a shower. Sometimes I just do some stretching. Sometimes I literally just lay on my bed and do nothing. And so having a midday kind of time to decompress. So if you have to pick up your kids from daycare or from school, whenever you're listening to this episode, stay in that car for a little bit, turn off the music, turn off your phone. Don't look at it. Just sit there in silence. Take some deep breaths midday to decompress. I would do it before I pick up my kids from school. I would just lay on the couch for a little bit before I get my kids from school and I jump into the day right now. Like we'll go to the park with the kids. We'll come home eat lunch. I put the baby down for a nap. The boys are in quiet time and I will have a little break before I get into my work mode. And I absolutely need that time midday to decompress. You can do yoga if you want to. You can do stretching. You can do reading. Some sort of a calming activity, like maybe a meditation or just, like I said, laying on your bed for five, 10 minutes, like midday to decompress that's going to give you increased window of tolerance later on when you're having to make dinner with the kids and everything gets a little bit more chaotic as you can tell all of these are proactively things that you're doing to support yourself and all of them involve no sensory input like from technology or your phone Okay. Number four, you can get earplugs. Um, I can link some in the show notes. I personally don't use them, uh, but I, I don't know why I haven't tried that yet, but I've heard that it's super helpful for parents. I have multiple kids and things get rowdy and loud and overstimulating quickly. You could definitely try that. My next best tip is to reduce your notifications on your phone. Turn off your notifications just turn them off. I've done episodes on this and I can link them in the show notes that go into depth about it and how that creates stress. But if you have a smartphone, go into the settings, turn off the notifications, just leave the bare minimum that you need. There's so many apps that are distracting you, constantly pulling at you, creating that stimulation. You can turn off the TV, turn off the music, that's all sensory input that's coming. That's too much. Everything is coming in. So turn them off. If somebody needs a hold of you, they will call you. Turn off the notifications with all the group texts. Just turn off all the noise so there's no buzzing, there's no noise, nothing. It's just silent. And whenever you're ready, you pick up the phone and you look at it and you respond to it. That it doesn't distract you. It allows you to be more present with your kids and also reduces that overstimulation. All right, my friend, these are my five best tips 
things that you can do when you are overstimulated as a mom. I teach proactive strategies. This is the way my coaching program works. We do things proactively. We don't wait until in the heat of the moment. I will give you those tools as well, as you can see. But the way I teach this is we do everything we can to set you up proactively so you are having a much higher window of tolerance, how much you can handle. You're proactively feeling emotionally and mentally better. So then you have more window of tolerance. You have the emotional capacity and the space to handle things that are not going your way and to regulate yourself. So if this is you and you're listening to this and you're like, I really struggle with this. I can really relate with this. And you bought courses before, you've read books, you listen to audiobooks, you've listened to podcasts, and you're, you don't implement anything. The thing is, is when we are not invested and it's completely free, we have a really hard time implementing it. We say, okay, this is awesome and great. And we just listen to it and we don't go home and we typically go back to old ways of doing it. Why I'm saying that is I have experience with that. The books that I've read, the courses that I've bought, there are courses that are still unopened that I bought. Why? Because I just never completed them. And, you know, they're great. They're awesome. And I truly believe that success comes with accountability and support. Studies have shown that only 5% of people who buy courses actually complete them from beginning to end. Taking the fact that you are stressed and overwhelmed and you are a mom, very unlikely that you would be even in that 5%. Maybe one of you out of 100 is going to do it. And that's awesome and great. The studies show us though, if we have support and accountability, if there's someone checking in with you every couple days, you have to submit your assignments and I will be meeting with you regularly, weekly on calls. You are going to be doing the work. When you hire a personal trainer and you invest the money, are you showing up at the gym? Are you doing the work? You bet your butt you are versus you have free YouTube videos. Where are you going to see the transformation? And my friend, I want you to remember that you are your children's biggest impact. You literally influence them the most. They see what you do. They start repeating what you do. And the things that I'm teaching you is generational transformation. You are going to be teaching your kids the tools and the skills that help them cope with uncomfortable feelings and emotions in a healthy way. I'm not teaching you parenting things. I am teaching you how to work on yourselves so then you can model and transform their lives. You'll be able to model this to your husband. You're going to be able to model it to your children. It's going to help you have better relationships with both of them, your spouse and your children. And you will see this transformation in your whole family. You are influencing them with the changes you're making with yourself. My friend, you are worth the investment. You matter so much to your children that if you were gone today, their lives would completely change. The things that I teach you in my Be Less Stressed one-on-one coaching program, it's going to benefit you with your negative thoughts and negative self-talk, with the feelings of discomfort, frustration, anger, stress, 
how much better would it serve your whole family if you are feeling better internally, if you woke up feeling good, if you woke up feeling in a good mood, if you're not moody and agitated and frustrated and snapping at them, you set the tone in your family. And if you're struggling, the rest of the family feels that. And guess what? Your kids mirror that and they mimic that. If you're feeling good internally, you can also spread that positivity and that positive energy to your children. My friend, if this is calling at you and it's pulling at you, I would encourage you to pray about it. Think about it and pray about it. Journal about it and see if you are led to reach out to me and book a clarity call with me. There's a link in the show notes. Maybe this is the investment that you've been needing to invest in yourself, to transform your whole family and to influence your whole family. My friend, I cannot wait to connect with you. If this is resonating with you, book a clarity call with me. I'm excited to talk to you and I will be back in the next episode. Hi friend. Did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.